got him screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, we got him screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, D-Lo, we your number one spot, we your number one spot for some sports, huh, got the city going crazy when we work, huh, we top two, but we ain't two, we in first, huh, and when you need the real, we is who you search, huh, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, we your number one spot. What's good, baby? Hope you had a wonderful weekend. We welcome you in here to the Monday, March 6th edition of D-Lo McKay I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me! He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Goodness, Acknowledge me. Dude over here so excited. <laughs> He's eating lumpia at oh, 11 man, o'clock in the morning. He's bomb. Shout out to Squints. I see you, big dog. Wow. All right, DJ. I'll Squints. be back out there. Yeah, he got the, I'll whole, be back he got the whole kitchen smelling like lumpia. That's what your boy <laughs> is doing. Uh, not the whole kitchen, the whole studio. Uh, man, we hope you had a good weekend. We are thrilled that you are here with us. There's a lot to go over. Sacramento Kings played a couple of games over the weekend. Sacramento Kings play a game tonight. Mm. Uh, the John Morant situation managed to get worse. Oh. Uh, Derek, Still getting worse as we speak. Derek Carr has a new home. Good for him. An official, official uh, new home ahead of free agency. It was here a long process. It, it, it wasn't short, um, but I think he landed in the spot. It's actually pretty short. I, I think he landed in the spot he always <laughs> wanted to go, and I think he landed with the team that wanted him the most. Yeah. It's a good fit for him, too. Uh, got a nice little deal, too. Yeah. I told him, man, them, them, them contracts, them quarterback contracts, they be out there. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. Of course, the phone lines will be open for you, as always, 916-909-1320. Will Z is going to be with us coming up in about 45 minutes or so to uh, preview tonight's game. And then uh, James Ham will be with us. We have him scheduled for 3 o'clock, but there is a game tonight, so – uh, James will come in here. Although mm-hmm. James does often get here after shoot around, yeah, and then he just hangs out in the kitchen, just be and chilling, just you know, comes in here, like talking he, to he, Catalina, you know. talking to Molly, you know, talking to Justine, Slammy, just be chilling. Rich, notice the trend there. Yeah, talk, <laughs> talking to the ladies of Odyssey, I guess, is what uh, uh, what James is doing. He does a lot of writing while he's out there too. So whenever James gets here and decides he wants to come in and talk with us. Uh, he will, and there'll be plenty to talk about uh, with the Sacramento Kings splitting games uh, over the weekend. Won another close one with the Los Angeles Clippers, which is hysterical, 128-127. Uh, they got their first win uh, in the Russell Westbrook era last night. We'll talk about that uh, later on. And then, of course, the Kings follow that up with uh, a rare mm. high-scoring loss. Mm. Uh, to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 138 to 134. I believe my Will Z numbers, only the second loss, yeah. 130 plus. Yep, yep, uh, yep. With, I think, bringing their total now, and Will Z will have to confirm this for me 15 and 2 mm. uh, when they <laughs> score 130 plus. I'll take that. A, a, a <laughs> very, a very rare uh, high scoring loss for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. That game, I, I was I tweeted it out right after, and I said, I'm shocked, man. I'm shocked, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they didn't pull that one out. I know they didn't play great defensively, uh, but that was their you know, type of game, and it was right there for them. I, I, I can't remember the exact time and place. I, was, I wish I uh, had it in my notes, but there was a time where they could have tied it, and somebody missed the Harrison. layup, oh. and then Sabonis had a follow-up that was – 
point blank range and he missed it and it I felt like it, it felt like that was their opportunity. I just remember the Harrison three when oh, they got well, that. <laughs> I, I was there. I was I, a good look. I think it was one thirty four to one thirty two question mark. That sounds right. That sounds and right. it was like, okay, another possession and, and Harry I think if Harrison had just shot it maybe it like he he I don't think he was entirely certain what he was going to do in that situation yeah. and then thought oh for a minute oh this sucker left me open let me pull up okay on him, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna shoot it but that was after that like slight hesitation probably could have gone to hurt her on the other side but yeah. saw space and and shot it and pulled up didn't work yeah didn't so work. they had chances they had they definitely had opportunities in that game and you know I thought they would they pull it through but they didn't you can know, it we happens. can we talk about the defense just for a second I mean sure. it, I mean you know, James is going to destroy the defense for an hour and that's fine but th- there's no they weren't good defensively like I understand that but there were a, there were a handful of possessions particularly late in the game and you talked about being shocked uh, at them losing on Saturday night there were a handful of possessions especially late in the game where it f- felt like they played really good defense for like 20, 21 seconds, mm-hmm. but then somehow someone, more often than not in the corner, mm-hmm. wound up wide open. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, – I, I can I – can, let, let, let me give you the exact number. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, Saturday night, 20 of 39 from three. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lie. I think they were 39 of 39 because <laughs> it felt like everything was going in. But perhaps more specifically than the 20 of 39 on the game, it felt like in those moments where the Kings had played good defense for 20 seconds, 21 seconds, and Mike Conley mm. or whoever it was was open in the corner, it felt like they shot 100% on those shots. It really did, man. They And they made them pay every single time. I mean, they, I know I'm not, I'm not acting like the defense isn't a problem or doesn't need to improve. But you kind of know how I, I am in these situations a lot of the times. I mean, the offense for the Minnesota Timberwolves, they were executing really well, and then they were hitting their shots. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know you got guys like um, Alexander who was hitting shots. Mike Conley hit some shots. Uh, Ant-Man obviously hit some shots. McDaniels hit some wide-open shots. I mean, yeah. I defense has to get better. I'm not disputing that. You want them to play better. But Minnesota, they, they made some buckets on Saturday night. They made their shots. They shot 51% from beyond the arc, hit 23s, 23s. Yeah. And I know everybody's going to be like, well, you can hit them if you're wide open. This isn't the first time, like, teams have wide open threes. Yeah. Like Minnesota they, shot exceptionally yeah, well they, on Yeah, they made the shots. And, you know, that team hits 23s on you, it's going to be hard to win, man. They Minnesota played Minnesota played well on Saturday night. That was a uh, a hell of a win for them. Mm-hmm. Below and JC in Minnesota, they should feel good about the weekend that the Minnesota Timberwolves had because they, they, they should got, feel good about this whole West Coast road trip. Yeah, they man, had. they they've they're playing good basketball. They beat the Clippers, beat the Lakers, yep. beat the Kings. Yep. I, I tip my hat to them, man. They 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 won that game on Saturday night. The hell with Minnesota and the Timberwolves. Well, we can uh, always do that. I tap. I, t- I tip my hat to Ant Man though. Come on, that's my guy. That boy is. That's my guy, man. Nasty. That is my guy, Ant Man. It didn't even feel fair league, at times. No. Like, come on, man. This ain't. 
this ain't right. And I'm going to tell you right now, Ant-Man still don't really, like, he still don't really he get put it. put it all together yet. Yeah, he still, like, I think the next year, maybe even two years from now, is going to be the year. Well, we're we seeing De'Aaron Fox right now. De'Aaron Fox 25. Ant-Man's what, 21? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Ant-Man is next. Yeah, he's, he, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. You, you know what? <laughs> Can't wait to see him for the Kings, man. Yeah, it's going to be legit. He loves Sacramento. <laughs> he loves Sacramento. He loves Sacramento. He should probably <laughs> force his way out next year. Like yeah. if he really, if he really wanted to get ahead of things, just, <laughs> who's his agent? Let's get on this. Um, people kept looking. Oh, De'Aaron Fox to L.A. No, 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 no. That's clutch clients coming to Sacramento. That's right to play That's with right. De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I. <laughs> you talk about getting it. Could you imagine if Rudy Gobert got it? Mm. Rudy Gobert had a couple of plays. Where, like, I, he finished with 13, yeah. 13 and 14. He had a couple of plays where I'm looking at him like, God, if Minnesota does that every time, like, this mm-hmm. game is over. Mm-hmm. Just over. Like, there's no one down there to do anything about this. But, no, next play, nowhere to be found, nowhere near the key, <laughs> nowhere, nowhere near anything. I'm like, whew, you talk about getting it. Good thing, uh, good thing Rudy Gobert don't get it. Good thing Minnesota don't like him because if they had seen what I seen, boy, Ant Man wouldn't have had to do nothing. They uh-huh. give the ball back to Rudy Gobert. He he's he's literally doing the Kareem at UCLA thing, the mm-hmm. Luau Cinder at UCLA, where he can't dunk it and he just turns and kind of drops it into the rim. Well, you just never know what you're getting though. When he tries to dunk it, he just bricks the dunk. Well, that's fine. Turn, <laughs> drop it above the rim. That's what he was doing. Just turn. Hey, right there. Lou Alcindor can't dunk. Just pop right there. He did that a couple times. I was like, man. It's huge, man. man but yeah, we in trouble. <laughs> There's nothing anyone can do about that. No. And then they, except Minnesota. Minnesota was the only people who could do something about that move that Rudy Gobert had. And they did it. They just didn't go back to him, uh, and, unfortunately. And Rudy Gobert can't. Well, Rudy Gobert, too. Like, yeah. There's just times when he just, he don't get it. He ain't there. Like, he's hanging out at the perimeter like, bro. Just scored twice. What are you doing? Just ain't always Go there. down there. Hey, yeah. not my problem. And it, it, it is. It is what it not is. Not my I mean, problem. The guy's like forty-five years old. Like he's not going to change. I don't think Rudy Gobert is forty-five. <laughs> How old is Rudy? Is he? No it's a good question. It's got to be in his. Got to be in his thirties somewhere. No, is he? How long he been in the be league? He's been around for a minute. Like a minute, minute, he or like is a thirty? Okay, turns thirty-one in June. Okay. Yeah, well, a couple He's more been months. In the league. Couple more months in that constitute in his thirties. This is his ninth season in the league. Wow. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah, he's been around. I mean, he got the contract. He's not old. I'm just no, saying no, no, no. He's he's been he's been in our in our Bruh, in our way. Is he Harrison Barnes's age? <laughs> he is here. Then Harrison just turned thirty. <laughs> Harrison Barnes is the oldest 30-year-old in the world. He feels older than Rudy Gobert. He feels way older than Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Harrison Barnes has been in the league 20 years. Wasn't he, didn't he play LeBron his first, his rookie year? Yeah, Harrison, uh, same amount of, with that Dirk career. He's been in the league 20 years. Man. <laughs> Strong Udonis Haslam vibes. Uh, uh, it's coming Barnes. to an end. Yep. Get the rocking chair yeah. ready for every road game. Yeah. Oh, they already get. They, they, I think they took the rocking chair out for Adonis Hasm like three <laughs> years ago. Like, here, buddy, take this. You can get a player's salary for another few years. We just like having you here. One more time, man. Oh, they already came to Sacramento, so we can't give them a rocking chair here. Yeah. 
Man, this Josh story does keep getting worse, doesn't it? I'll, we'll 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 talk oh, about that. I've man. I've I've seen a lot. We've all seen a lot over mm-hmm. the last couple of days, and mm-hmm. we've seen some some interesting reactions. That I, I'm not going to criticize any of them. I just think I have different feelings mm-hmm. than other people do uh, regarding Jalen Rose's reaction. Mm. Um, I, I I thought Shannon Sharp's reaction this morning was interesting. Well. We'll get to all of that stuff as the, as the day goes along. De'Aaron's streak of 30-plus point games came to an end on Saturday. Continued on Friday, uh, but came to an end on Saturday. We'll dive a little bit deeper uh, into the weekend. We'll talk about De'Aaron Fox. He's listed as questionable for tonight's game. James Ham's already reported he's been out on the practice facility. We'll keep you updated on that. We're just getting started. It's Dilo and KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. No, no, back to D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. Just waiting for the producer to give us the green light. That's all we're doing. Ain't got to rush that. Ain't got to rush that. Got a big week ahead. We were laughing about something. We'll get to the Kings here uh, in just a minute. You you mentioned Netflix, and we'll get to to, you know the big night on Netflix on Mm. Saturday. You know what else popped up this weekend? Hmm. On HBO Max, LeBron's house party. Oh, did you watch? I did. <laughs> this, so, let me just say, yep. after seeing that, when I saw the idea of it, I'm like, this is going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Then I saw the trailer. I was like, I'm not going to rush to see it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look, it makes a little more sense than I originally thought. Mm-hmm. And then you watched it. So I did. It's terrible. <laughs> like, Awful. Like, <laughs> no redeeming qualities. Terrible. It's awful. And I cannot stress you, this you enough. You finished it? You watched it all? It, boy, when you talk about this close to walking away, yes, I finished it all. It is awful. LeBron makes the, the cameo at the end, of course, and it's like, He's cussing every other word, which which is going to be a theme in some things. Which it's like LeBron, like what are you, what are you doing? Like why? Like that's is is that really how you talk? Like <laughs> this, this is silly. There's a couple of nods to the original. Okay, kid and play make okay. like a thirty, maybe not even a thirty second appearance, maybe like a ten second appearance. In the movie. There's a there's a dance scene. Um, what are they doing? The gritty. Well, well, one of the girls is is dark skin. One of the girls is light skin. They're both wearing loud colors. Like there's there's okay. nods okay. to the original movie. I get no credit for trying. It's just bad. It's not <sighs> even like oh, it's cute. Like no, it's just bad. Does the does the does the concept make a little more sense, or is it still like far fetched and stupid? Um. No, the concept makes it a little more like the idea is they're 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 throwing a house party at LeBron's house, but they were able to get into LeBron's contacts because of that hologram that they show in the in the in the in the commercial. Yeah. 
and that's how they get through the face ID. So they email all, they text all of his contacts saying he's throwing, uh, you know, secret party number two. And he, they're telling everybody secret party number two. So they felt like they missed secret party number one and they had to be there. So, like, the idea. Oh, yeah, that's pretty smart. The actually. idea is like, all right, that's like, clever. that's okay. Like, I get it. I get how you pulled all this off. Yeah. But it's. It's just it's not just bad. Good, it's just man. a bad move. It's just not good. It's just a bad move. It's not good. Like, it, and they were trying to just make it like lowbrow, haha. It's really not funny. Okay. Well, but hey, hey, look, hey, watch it. It's yeah. it's there. It's I mean, if you got HBO Max, you're already paying for it. Watch um, it. Yeah, I'll check it out. I will check it out. I don't know when because basketball mm-hmm. about to go crazy over the next three four weeks. You could put it on, not pay a lick of attention to it, come back to it in an hour, say that you watched it, and. Not miss anything. I think I'll put it on uh, whenever the Kings lose a game. There you go. Because that's what happened on Saturday. Well, hopefully that won't be uh, any time. That's what happened on Saturday. I said, I'm not watching sports for two hours, so let me see what's on Netflix. I thought Saturday's loss was a little bit more easier to digest after Friday's win. Oh, for sure. (laughs) It was like, I kind of walked away from Saturday, but but part of it was like, man, I feel like they kind of had it. Like they had it, yeah. But it was also, yeah. You can't win them all. Can't win them all. Uh, Regroup on Monday and keep moving. Five uh, five and one in the first six after the All Star break when people were like, "It's just gonna gonna get crazy." Now look, we joke about that. Only one team better than they are right now. (laughs) Well, and that's the KC Classic is happening, y'all. That's the team. KC Classic is happening because the Bucks lost Mm -hmm. and the Kings lost. And the Knicks, those were the three hottest teams guys, in, in the league, and the Knicks ain't lost. You guys ain't got to worry about my allegiances. It's, it's definitely with the Kings. But, no. you know, I'm going to be flying back and I'm, forth. We're going to be at the Garden. I'll be watching closely. We're going to be at the Garden. Uh, Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll be watching um, closely how but you react. I say all that to say there's there's a little part of me, a little part of me mm-hmm. that um, was like it all, it all balances out. Mm-hmm. It all balances out. Because even though they like blew the lead mm-hmm. on Friday, Kings kind of kind of stole one on Friday. Mm-hmm. The rust turnover, I mean, that don't happen, mm-hmm. right? They they're probably anything could have happened. They could have hit the game time three and you know sent it to one off time his hands. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they were up one. Mm-hmm. They were in a situation where the Kings were going to have to foul, and the Kings luckily got. A gift right there mm-hmm. with Russ losing the ball. Then they missed the shot, and they got they never really make this call. But the it was the right call. But they never make the whole push in the back on the rebounder right. type call. Yeah. They the Kings. I don't want to say they got a gift because that's not what it was. But you know they were fortunate. So you fast forward to Saturday in a game that the Kings you know usually would win or whatever the case may be it didn't happen. It really doesn't matter how it played out. You went one and one over the weekend. There's nothing wrong with that. No. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, nothing at all. Um, except, sadly, uh, De'Aaron's streak of 30-plus point games mm. uh, came to an end. This after he scored 33 uh, on Friday night, uh, but fell just short of that 30-point marker uh, on Saturday, scoring 25 mm. uh, on basically, let me double-check. He was 12 of 22 on Friday. He was 10 of 22 on Saturday. Mm. Uh, Seven assists in both games. Um, Was listed as questionable yesterday with uh, a hamstring issue. Uh, James Ham 
reported today uh, at shoot-around that mm-hmm. uh, De'Aaron was on the floor. Haven't gotten much since that, uh, but De'Aaron was on the floor for shoot-around today, which I assume the expectation is he'll he'll play tonight. Yeah, and, you know, I want him to be okay. I want I don't – I don't want it to be something that lingers for a little while, but if he's able to test it out today or was able to test it out and shoot around and do all those type of things and, you know, he feels comfortable enough playing, cool. Love mm-hmm. to see it. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this, is, this is one of those things where, you know, you want him to, you want him to make sure he's okay. Yeah. You know, I don't want to – I'm not conceding any games saying it's okay if they lose or whatever the case may be, but – if he needed a couple extra days, I wouldn't be mad at it. Wouldn't mm. be mad at it. You played on Saturday. You It's almost like the OKC thing, except you're at home. But played on Saturday. Um, say he wasn't playing today. That would give him extra days until Thursday to possibly be good to go. But if he's going to try and give it a go, he feels comfortable enough doing that. All right, let's get it. Come on, baby. Yeah, and the fact that, I mean, even in, 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 and I get your point, perfectly valid, uh, you do have an extra day off here. We're, we're, we're at the point in the season where anything other than every other day is an extra day off here mm-hmm. uh, at this point because the Kings will play uh, tonight and then won't play again uh, until they take the stage on national television on Thursday against the hottest team uh, in the NBA right the now. I Knicks are still on the win streak when they, oh, when me they come too. through. Me too. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, I want that. I need that. Yep. I'm with you. I don't know who they played before then. I haven't looked. Have you? I have. I think they play the Lakers. They might play the Warriors too. I know they Knicks. play the Lakers. I think they play the Lakers on Wednesday. Matter of fact, they've won nine in a row. The New York Knicks. They've got the Hornets uh, tomorrow. Mm. Um, so I'll give you. I'll give you the the rest here leading into Thursday. They got the no. That's it. They oh, got the okay. the so Lakers. The the Clippers and the Lakers are after Sacramento. Got you. Got you. Okay. So it's uh it's a Saturday night game against the Clippers and a Sunday uh, night game. I should say, excuse me, it's a Saturday afternoon game against the Clippers cool. and a Sunday night game against Los. Uh, That's why the, Lakers. the Clippers are moving to Inglewood. That's nasty. Saturday at one. Yeah. <laughs> what is this college football? Yeah. Saturday at one. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh yeah. So the 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 um, the Knicks will play Charlotte tonight. I mean, or excuse me, they'll play Charlotte tomorrow. And that will, I mean, it's the NBA, you know, carts, horses, all of that stuff. It should be on a 10-game winning streak when they get to Sacramento. Mm. I, love I mean, come on, like, Lonzo's not here. Like, yeah. come on, let's call it what it is. Yeah. Like, they should be yeah, on a 10-game win streak when Absolutely. they get here. Uh, which is going to put that much more heat uh, on this Thursday night national TV matchup. King, uh, Kings could go in there Kings. winning 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. You know, let's hope so. Let's go, baby. Yeah, let's hope so. They got the New Orleans Pelicans uh, tonight. We'll dive into that one as we roll along. As a matter of fact, Will Z is going to be with us uh, in about 20 minutes or so uh, to preview that game by the numbers. You can head over to ESPN1320.com right now and read Will Z's preview of tonight's game against the New Orleans Pelicans. Last night, uh, excuse me, Saturday night, the Kings had four starters uh, with 20-plus points. Mm-hmm. It's a wild stat to me. Four starters with 20-plus points. You had Harrison with 20. I think he had 20 in each of the last two games. Uh, Domas had 24, 14, and 5. Yeah, 29 from Kevin Herter. Mm. 11 of 15 shooting Kayvon for Kevin Herter. cooking. Yeah, got, got, got something I want to bring to your attention with him, though. Okay. Uh, De'Aaron Fox with 25. Man, how did they lose this game? Well, Keegan Murray had zero. Mm. 
Keegan Murray was 0 for 2 uh, in his 19 minutes and 58 seconds of play. Mm. I'd argue it's the first time all season that Keegan was like invisible. Like we've seen games where he hasn't shot well plenty of times, but you always know that he's out there. You can always feel his presence. Mm -hmm. He, I did, I did, I did not feel that. No on Saturday, I did not feel not, that. At not all. at all, man. And I think it was later in the fourth quarter when I was just sitting there. I was like, "Hey, Keegan hadn't where he at? Mm-hmm. He hadn't played." And the way the game was going, like he's not gonna come back in either. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, it, it's really surprising after the way he had played since the All Star break. Um, he's like really aggressive on both sides of the ball. Uh, he was shooting the ball really well. Thought he was starting to find a different level of aggressiveness on the offensive end. And for him to um, be only 0 of 2 in 20 minutes in that game with no points, I mean, that is that is a little baffling. Mm-hmm. A little baffling. But, you know, we've seen it with Mike Brown all year. Some guys play huge minutes. And it seems like there's certain guys. The Foxes, Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could put Harrison in there. They're pretty locked in to their 30-plus minutes a night. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, he really goes off of feel, vibes, and how they're playing that night. And Do you have a problem with that? Do you not like that? Uh, I don't have a problem with it because it, it works. Mm-hmm. Typically, I wouldn't go about it that way. When you have guys who could step into that position, it mm-hmm. works. When, when guys can step into mm-hmm. it, the, the players on the roster seem to be ex- accepting of it. And... It's worked. They're 11 games over 500. So I'm not going against the results. I I don't like it. Like, I, I uh, inherently don't like to go about things that way. I want guys to know and be comfortable and get into a role and a, um, a rhythm, a routine of I'm coming in for around this type of minutes every single game. You know, that's typically how I'd go about it. But these guys – are okay with it. It's been productive. It's worked. So because of that, I am I'm okay with it. I think it. there are certain guys that you can do that with and certain guys that you can't. Like I think Keegan was based off Keegan's minute fluctuation on Saturday was based off the way that he was playing and mm-hmm. the fact that if I thought he was invisible, I'm guessing Mike Brown thought he was invisible too. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I need someone's presence out there. This game is too close. Mm-hmm. You could do that with Keegan. You can't do it with De'Aaron, though. Right. Like, you can't do it with Domas. Like, that's that's not a substitution. That's a timeout and a speech. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hey, man, I can't see you. We're not going to win this game if I can't see you. Yeah. Um, and the minutes, and and perhaps the, the, the bigger story, because it really is a, a non-story that Keegan Murray didn't play a ton of minutes. It, you know, it... Those games happen for rookies. They happen for for players. Like the, the you know, and and there have been some writers who have tried to stress this point, and and, and some people in commentary. I think Trista Crick talked about it one time that Keegan, like Jay Nivey, can have a game where he plays twenty minutes and goes zero for two and doesn't score, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's whatever. He gonna learn. Oh, he gonna learn. Uh, Benedict Matherin, same thing. Paolo Bancaro seems inconceivable that that would happen to Paolo Bancaro, but he can have it. Keegan, 
he can have it, but it's going to get looked at differently because he's averaging like, I, I don't know that it's 30 minutes, but it's got to be close to 30 minutes a game Yeah, on the season. Yeah. And he's a key contributor to the third seed in the Western Conference. Yeah. So like that 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 you 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 generally can't you you can't really look look past those or you don't look past those as much like oh man Keegan Keegan missing tonight really hurt really hurt Sacramento hmm. whereas you wouldn't say that for Jaden Ivey because right. it's not a knockout it's just no one cares if Detroit's losing right now yeah because of where they are you're really good at this twenty nine point seven minutes a night for Keegan Murray great job by you. Yes, I am a broadcast journalist. But no, your point well taken. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm just equally everything you said is 100 percent right, and I'm equally surprised by what happened because of the way he had been playing in the five games after the All Star break. He had been playing really good, yeah. and it felt like, you know, he had turned, you know, uh, a bit of a, a corner in his rookie season. And, you know, he was starting to get a level of confidence and things of that nature. And you just didn't expect to see a game like this. Now, because you had a game like that doesn't mean all those things that we saw in the first five games after the All-Star break aren't true. Like, he could have turned a corner. He could be um, more comfortable and, and more used to his role and everything that comes along with being a rookie in the NBA. All that could be true. And Saturday could have just been a, a speed bump, a blip on the radar, and he'll be back at it tonight. So I'm not saying like none of that is true. It was just a little jarring and shocking to see that based on the way he had been playing for me. No, I I, I got you. I, I think what was more uh, surprising to me was who got the minutes. Mm. And we got our first extended look at Kessler Edwards. And I thought he was fine. Yeah. Um, I thought he was working really, really hard on the defensive end, and I, I it worked for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not saying, oh, we need more Kessler Edwards minutes, but I thought, like in the moment, I, I don't feel like he squandered an opportunity or anything right. like that. Right. I thought he made the most of those minutes. If he were to get more, I don't know where they would come from, uh, which is often the you know the the, the 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 issue with 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 things like this. You know, unfortunately, they could. You know, depending on the type of game, and this is this is where I think Mike Brown really has a. I think this is where Mike Brown like has a little bit of difficulty of of juggling everything, mm. and like Kessler Edwards, I think is a great addition to any lineup defensively that Sacramento mm. has, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're to sacrifice Terrence Davis's minutes, you're sacrificing an ability to score. Yeah. You're upgrading the defense but you're sacrificing something offensively. And that's a that's a tough line to walk because I'm sure Mike is thinking on we'll use Saturday as an example. I'm sure Mike is thinking we got to get stops. Well, the flip side of that is well all season we've just been getting points. Mm-hmm. We haven't really been getting stops. We'll get a key stop here and there, but we need points. Mm-hmm. That's how we win. We win by scoring. Um Mike might be thinking if we could stop them once, we might win this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was probably true. <laughs> if, you had, if just one of those threes in the corner hadn't fallen, right. they might have been able to get this one. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I, I like you, I liked what I saw from Kessler Edwards. Um, 
it's good to see him out there. Him and P.J. Dozier got some minutes. Mm-hmm. P.J.'s minutes I wasn't – I did not like, but I was just like, ah, all right, I don't know why we're going here. And he took a couple shots, didn't go down. It's whatever. You know, maybe we see him again tonight or whatever. But I thought Kessler did a really good job uh, on Ant-Man. And, and defending He looks on long. The perimeter. Yeah, yeah. That's what um, stood out to me. His shot long. looked really nice, comfortable, fluid. Uh, the three that he hit, that was that was good to see. So I was happy with his minutes, but like you said, the issue now becomes if you're if you're going with that, where do the minutes come from? Who's playing less minutes? Who's um, not going to have as big of a role? And it may not be as seamless as that. Like, oh, Kessler's in the rotation now. We may not see him for three games. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Like that's yeah. the way we've seen it on a number of different occasions this year, uh, but. I liked what I saw from him, man. I thought he was, thought he was effective in his minutes. Me too. Uh, Mike Brown was frustrated again with some players' rebounding habits. Mm. Mentioned the like, like, and and Will Z wrote about this. Who will be with us here in a couple of minutes? Will Z wrote about this on uh, ESPN thirteen twenty dot com about Kevin Herter shooting and the way he's playing. You know, in, in the last handful of games. Uh, he hasn't had a rebound in two games. Mm. And Mike Mike is noticing that stuff. Like, De'Aaron had two. Keegan had three. Herter had zero. Now, I understand Domas gets a lot of rebounds. Mm-hmm. It's not like he don't get all of them. And that caught Mike's attention again in the post game, where he's like, we can't have guys out there not getting rebounds. Yeah, no, I, I He's right. Um, it's, it's weird that he would bring that up in the post game. Like that's something that I don't know. I'm not questioning what Mike Brown does because he's pressed all the right buttons. He ha- clearly has a pulse for this team or whatever. Um, I just want to talk to Herder, you know, after shoot around or something like, hey, you know, you had no boards the other night. We need you to pick that up, man. We we need our guards to go down there and, and rebound a little bit. Had a good game on the offensive end, but we need our guards to 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 pick that up a little bit. I don't know if I would have pointed that out in the post game. I got you. I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing it out, though. I think there's a difference between saying, you know, Kevin Herter's got to do better rebounding, mm-hmm. and then saying, you know, Kevin Herter can't rebound for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I think those are. Two different uh, things. Absolutely. Like, it, there's absolutely. there's a difference between pointing out something in a press conference and then like pulling the bus over somebody. Yeah. And I didn't feel like that's what Mike. No, did. I don't. I don't think he did either. I don't. I don't want it to come off like that. But it was just. Um, it's, I, it's it's essentially it's exactly what he did with Keegan. Yeah. And and I I would say and it's hard to say this because he only played 20 minutes. But I mean my my outlook would be a little bit more towards. Um, Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray. Like, you guys had seven rebounds between the two of you. Trey Lyles had eight total. Like, you can't have a guy coming off the bench getting more rebounds than the two of you guys combined. Yeah. So, I need I need my forwards. It's Sabonis first. Then I need my forwards in there. And depending on how the game is going, like, so I'll, I'll say this. And I haven't looked at, like, the numbers and the stats and things of that nature. But if there are too many long rebounds – that guards are getting, then I may look at Kevin Herter's zero rebounds and be like, look, man, that can't happen. Like, the long rebounds are getting there. 
and when I mean guards, I mean the Minnesota Timberwolves. If they're getting offensive rebounds off of long misses mm-hmm. and my guards have no rebounds, I need you guys to mix it up and get in there and handle business. Yeah. You know, and that may be something that stuck out to Mike Brown during that game, which made Kevin Herter's no rebounds stick out a little bit more. Because if, if the guards are in there getting getting long rebounds like Conley and Edwards, uh, they had seven, but they only had one offensive rebound. Rudy Gobert had one offensive rebound, Jaden McDaniel. So, I, you know, maybe that's something that stuck out to him that made him feel like, hey, Kevin, I, I need you to go in there and finish on the boards, finish these defensive possessions. Let's get our man Sam here uh, real quick. Will Z is going to join us in just a couple of minutes to talk about tonight's game against the Pelicans. What's happening, Sam? Hey, how you doing today? Good, Sam. What's hey, up, baby? You know, I, I'm agreeing with a lot of what you're saying about the offensive long rebounds, and I thought Kessler Edwards caught my eye with his long arms, his long reach. I thought he did a hell of a job, and he does deserve more time. But the question regarding Keegan Murray is, is why didn't Mike Brown call four or five plays in a row for Keegan Murray to try and get him going since he only shot the ball twice? I thought it was up to the coaching to get him going and himself, but I think you know the coaches. So anyway, that's my comment, and I hope you hope to hear from you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate hey, you, Sam. Love, Sam. Thanks, man. Um, it's a fair question. I don't know how many plays are drawn for Keegan. I'm just about to say, I don't think he does that right now. Yeah. His, at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, I, I I understand Sam's point completely. I just I'm I don't I don't feel like that's something that's that he's done at all this year. Mm-hmm. I think I think their their offense is very much in the flow, and Domas and De'Aaron really dictate a lot mm-hmm. of of what they're going to do on the mm-hmm. offensive end. Uh, Will Z, he'll let us know how the Sacramento Kings can beat the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. He'll give us some things to watch for uh, when he joins us next here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN thirteen twenty. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. I can't remember to answer the question that you just asked about home court advantage in the women's basketball tournament. Uh, Will Z's here with us. Uh, You can watch the show on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320, youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. If you're watching right now, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the Odyssey app, 1320 AM or 98.5 FM HD2, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate Will uh, for being here with us as always. Will, before we look at tonight, let's take a quick second to look at Saturday. Mm-hmm. What happened? What went wrong? So, it was a, a rare high-scoring loss for the Kings. I know it doesn't happen much. Mm, um, like you said earlier, fifteen and two confirmed uh, in you. the seventeen hundred thirty-point games. It's Kenny. I know you like the stat. I tweeted it out a little early on Drew's video that he posted, but I think the Timberwolves just had an absurd shooting night for three on their wide open threes. They made 13 of 15, which is 89, 86.7%. It's just a ridiculous number. Like for reference, the nets lead the league at like 56%. So like, yes, wide open threes are going to go in, at a higher percentage, but 86%. Mm. Like, it just was a night where the Timberwolves shot way above their average, and they just outscored the Kings. It's not going to happen often, but it's going to happen. This is the NBA. Yeah, and and things like that, 
Um, you look at them as an anomaly, right? But at the same time, I'm thinking of like a series, right? And on one end, it's like, okay, they're not going to hit 86% of their open threes for an entire series, right? Like They may be able to do it one game and get you one game and maybe even two, whatever the case may be, but they're not going to do that an entire series. On the flip side of that, though, RIP flip side, you know the vibes. Um, you don't want – like if you're – I'm thinking like playoff series, you don't want a team to start feeling good about themselves, right? So mm-hmm. whereas – they may not shoot 83%, but they may shoot 51%, mm. you know, and that may get you beat as well. And I'm talking about with wide open shots because, mm-hmm. you know, it's contagious. Once you have a game like you had on Saturday, if you're Minnesota, you start feeling good about yourself. Like, okay, like we're hot from three. Keep giving us, giving us those open looks, and you start to feel good about your shot. So when I think about the Kings in the playoffs, obviously, like I said, not 83%. Um, going down is, is, is what's going to happen all the time. But you don't want a team that normally might shoot 40% feeling good to the point where they shoot 52% on wide open looks for in a seven-game series. Exactly. And it's all about those adjustments, too, where I think we saw it with the Clippers, obviously Kawhi being out, but there's been a lot of people kind of keying in on the corner threes lately. The first Clippers game, they just torched the Kings from the corners which is very reminiscent of uh, Saturday's game against the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. It's just those corner three numbers. And then the Kings come back and play the Clippers again, and they only shot like eight corner threes. Mm-hmm. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but there was a huge difference between the first game and the second game in that short stint of time. So it all comes into adjustments and that playoff type of atmosphere, like you were saying. But I mean, don't let anyone get comfortable to begin with which is a good segue into the Pelicans for tonight, who are a very similar kind of build to the Timberwolves. So it's 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 great job, Willsey, broadcast journalist, segueing us to tonight's Pelicans games, and we're talking about all of these threes and corner threes and wide open threes. But what really stood out in your preview this morning, Will? was that the Kings could probably take advantage in a different way tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Pelicans are a good defensive team. They have the ninth best defense, but there's a huge disparity in how they guard the three and how they guard the two. So looking at the Pelicans, they allow opponents to shoot 33.8% uh, on three-point attempts, which is the lowest in the league. Two-point attempts, completely different. Opponents shoot 57.1%, which is the highest in the league. So you see they put a huge emphasis on running people off the line. And that's where it's good for the Kings because they don't have to shoot well from three in order to win, like we've talked about. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Kings really got going inside tonight. You know, one of the things that sticks out with Saturday um, that I continue to say and I continue to talk about um, as we get closer to the playoffs and hopefully, you know, not putting the cart before the horse. Oh, there it is again. With the Kings being <laughs> in the playoffs is um, Minnesota uh, was playing really good defense coming into this game. They, they were they were defending really, really well uh, coming into this game. You see what they're able to do out there with Gobert and McDaniels and Ant-Man mm-hmm. and somebody as crafty like Conley. And – the Kings not even – I don't even feel like they play like this great offensive game. Put up 134. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, 
they put up 134 against a team that's playing as good of defense as anybody in the league right now. And when you talk about the Pelicans and, you know, they're, uh, I think, well, you said they're ninth rated on the uh, on the defensive end. Once again, the Kings are going to have their opportunities on the offensive end to do what they want to do. It's just a matter of if they come down, they come down and execute. And if they get timely stops, which they didn't get on Saturday, enough of the timely stops at least. Yeah, and it's so much of, I think, the Timberwolves, kind of, again, comparing the two teams. The Timberwolves do, with Rudy Gobert in there, they do such a good job of kind of defending that middle middle of the court area, the mid-range. They're really good at defending the mid-range. And the Kings, I felt like, had that taken out of their flow a little bit in that part of their offense. Um, but I think tonight with the Pelicans, the Kings should try and get further into the restricted area where the Pelicans are giving up 71.7% shooting. Again, worse in the league. So, Kenny, like you said, if the Kings can hit on kind of their percentages with anywhere around their averages compared to the Pelicans' averages, they should be able to hopefully outscore the Pelicans enough with that timely defense Mm -hmm. where with a lot of players out, the Pelicans hopefully won't be able to outscore the Kings. Uh, You mentioned the Pelicans being a top defensive team. Is this a, are are they a like force a lot of turnovers type defense or, or what do the Kings need to watch out for on that end? Yeah, they like to go for steals. Um, They average 8.6 steals per game which is the second most in the league. Mm. And they use those to get the kind of quick transition buckets. You said 8.6? 8? 8.6. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Damn. Yeah. And they're second, tied for third in the league with 18.5 points off of turnovers. Mm. So it'll be taking care of the ball, which, again, the similarity similarities between the Timberwolves and Pelicans. T-Wolves, similar type of aggressive style. The Pelicans don't foul as much, but the Kings only turned it over six times last game. So they're pretty good at taking care of the ball. There's been some games where that's been kind of their Achilles heel, but on the season, I think they're right around the middle of the pack in terms of turnovers. So just know that the Pelicans are going to try and be aggressive. They're going to try and get steals and get out and run off of those turnovers. Another difference between the two teams is um, without a guy like Zion, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I'm, not sure because when I see the listing, I see Valanciunas is being day to day. But if he's not able to go, um, they don't have a guy like Rudy Gobert who was extremely mm-hmm. effective, um, either um, creating a situation where he sucked in the defense to open those corner threes for mm-hmm. Minnesota, or just flat out getting rebounds and finishing at the rim on Saturday night. New Orleans doesn't have necessarily that type of guy. I know Jackson Hayes is there. I like the way he plays. But they're also going to be without Larry Nance Jr. So that goes back to your point earlier, Will, of, hey, they should be able to take care of business inside. The Kings should. They should be able to take care of business inside against this Pelican team that comes in a little bit shorthanded tonight. Yeah, and I think Alvarado being out is a big deal for them too. Mm -hmm. He's such an energy guy that – he just always brings that like Davion 
type of intensity. It's just more outward energy compared to Davion. He's more like, I'm just going to show up, do my job type mm-hmm. of thing. So Alvarado being out, I think, is a key thing to look at, too. Like It's just all the little stuff he makes you do, makes you work, bring the ball up to half court. Um, it's a big loss for them. Yeah. And how about Kevin Herter? Uh, You wrote extensively Mm. about how Kevin Herter has been shooting the ball recently and what that means for the Kings. Yeah, and it's not just his three-point shot, but looking at from three, he was six of nine last game, three of four the game before, and he just looks more confident. It looks like he's rising up off of those handoff screens from Sabonis with a little more uh, oomph. And he's getting a little more behind his shot, which is great. But his two-pointers, I know I talked about it last time on the season numbers, but in the last 13 games, he's shooting 75% on his two-point attempts, Mm. which is a ridiculous number for a guard to shoot. And that's, again, not just at the rim. not That's everywhere from two, Mm. 75%. Mm. All right. Hey, just make more baskets tonight, guys. So how, about, do, how about man. that? Yeah, just, it, just make a couple more baskets. That's it, it. It, it, all, all kidding, it sounds like the, the the sneaky biggest thing tonight, don't don't turn the ball over, which mm-hmm. that's not exactly a groundbreaking Kenny's keys to a King's victory right there. You could throw that into every game, but they're going to force you into turnovers, mm-hmm. and they're going to make you pay for them. Mm-hmm. There's, no, yep. there's no empty calories with these turnovers. Like, they're eating off of them. Yeah. Yeah, and we've seen it with Sabonis. He typically does a good job with finding the back cutters. If they can take advantage of the aggressive defense from the Pelicans, get some back cuts, make them pay for that style that they play on the defensive end. Um, I think the Thunder come to mind the most. and Sabonis always just nearly has a triple-double every game against the Thunder, so use that to your advantage. Yeah. Hey, before we let you go, what did you think of Kessler mm-hmm. Edwards' 15 or so minutes the other night? I liked it. Um, it didn't really jump off the screen um, in terms of kind of what he did, but I just looked up when you guys started talking about it, looked in his advanced ratings for the game, and he had an offensive rating of 169.2, defensive rating of 118.5, net rating of 50.7. All three of those were the best marks on the Kings for the game. Mm. So he clearly made a huge impact. And I think he, Mike Brown so clearly wants that type of player. Mm. Like he searched so much for that defensive wing from um, Maneki to KZ, Dozier, now Edwards. Like it's what makes not getting Jared Vanderbilt hurt even more like Mm. Mike Brown knows what he wants maybe Edwards will be that guy um I thought he had a pretty good 14 minute stint or so yeah great stuff Will man we appreciate you as always we'll see you uh man we'll see you Thursday national TV Will Z yeah man we appreciate (laughs) you thanks buddy appreciate you guys have a good one